selling dope on the fucking track. If you got some chronic right now, smoke you a sack. Go and break a bitch. Make her make your money. Make it cheap. If you got it, well, smoke a sack for me. If you get the whole selling dope on the fucking track. If you got some chronic right now, smoke you a sack. Go and break a bitch. Make her make your money. Make it cheap. If you got it, well, smoke a sack for me. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of... And it's probably episode 52, but truthfully, guys... I don't really remember. And maybe it's just not important, because truthfully, these episodes aren't really numbered on the title. You guys don't see that. Um, And really, for me, as long as I put some type of number or category for this to stand out to upload it... It doesn't really matter, so I, I should probably let go of even doing that. But it was part of the intro. So, who? I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm overthinking, per usual. Anyways, uh, guys, it's good to be back. I'm glad to be doing this again. I really miss podcasting. I, you know how many times I just fucking walk past this microphone or I'm packing up this shit, and I'm just like, damn, man, I haven't recorded anything in months. Um... And I just really needed to just start putting shit out there just so I can, you know, again, be on the record of all the foolishness that's going on around us. So, I'm, again, glad to be back. Um, one bit of news before we go into the news, because, again, guys, you know, this is a variety show, at least that I try to make it out to be, um, that we don't even, we don't always uh, talk about news in this particular podcast. We used to talk about sports uh, you know, cultural stuff, and um, maybe, if, did, did I say sports already? I don't know, maybe I did, I can't remember, um, but yeah, we, we, we try to try to make this, you know, a lot more than just news, because of course news can get really depressing, um, but one thing I did want to talk about before we go into the show topics was uh, one bit of news that took place while we were gone, um, which was the passing, the surprise passing, of uh, Kevin Samuels, a famous YouTuber, uh, part of the Manosphere, Red Pill, Black Manosphere, whatever you want to call it, um, had passed away, um, and at this point, where we, we are now in what, June 23rd, um, so this was last month, I believe in May, I can't really remember the specific dates, guys, don't don't kill me. Um, but he did pass away, uh, surprisingly, um, which I believe was due to some heart concerns. Um, there was, uh, from a significant other, can I say that? No, I can't really say it was significant other cause it was someone he kind of just was like dating for like two or three days, uh, that he stayed with. Uh, she says that he was complaining of heart issues or heart pains, um, the beginning of the day. Um, only to see that he had like collapsed. Um, it was rumored that he, at least what led to it, um, was a mix of Red Bull energy drink that he typically drank almost every day, um, probably multiple times a day. Um, and wait for it, Viagra, which, um, I can tell you just, uh, not out of personal experience or anything like that, but <clears throat> I can already tell you that that probably isn't a good mix. And, uh, or at least not one to 
be done as a, um, you know, habitual at least. And yeah, so that was, turns out to be the way he ended up going. Of course, because of this controversial figure, um, passing, there was of course some people who were, you know, obviously sad, uh, but then there were some other people who were already in this mode. And I truthfully thought it was a little bit, <laughs> I thought it was a little bit wild to be doing it so early, uh, because when the news broke of his passing, it didn't necessarily break, really. It started just as a Twitter rumor early in the morning, um, and it just got talked about so much more and more and more and more people that it's to the point that it started trending and uh and then eventually i, th- I believe it, it took not even until like the next day uh that a news source actually confirmed it uh but for most people uh they it was really confirmed once other content creators that he had worked with um started talking about it so most of the people who kind of knew even knew before media outlets even told him to, uh, which <laughs> great news media, by the way. Um, but yeah, he had, uh, had essentially had passed. And of course there was some people who were, you know, happy. Some people who were sad. Um, I think it was only sad just in the point that, you know, it was, he had just gotten like a really big break. Um, and, Granted, he probably wasn't like the best content creator, when it ter- at least in, in terms of the actual content you were taking in. It was definitely entertaining. Uh, that was really the only reason why I watch. Um, but after after a while watching him, you, you kind of get a little bit bored of, not even just bored of it, but there's a certain trend that you'd always would see with uh, some of his shows. Where and I'll tell you two things I really had a problem with. <clears throat> One is, um, at least when it came down to um, men and women's responsibilities, uh, particularly uh, black couples, when it came when it came to um, just the other's behaviors. So I'll, here's an example. Um, One thing that he says quite often is that, um, you know, black women pretty much turned their backs on black men in the seventies and eighties, uh, for pretty much, uh, government, uh, checks pretty much. Um, and he's by that, he's talking about, um, I think, I believe the Monaghan report, um, where essentially the government funding that people were getting, you guys, if you guys, if you guys aren't familiar, like the man can't actually be in the home for a female to receive uh, the you know government um, checks and, and 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 I don't really like like the word welfare, but for just for this, I, I guess I will. Um, but. He's essentially blaming, you know, that, you know, that on black women and also uh, the fact that, you know, and, and that pretty much leading into them to be uncontrollable where, you know, you, you know, you can't necessarily check a black woman is, is one he says, and black men can't do it. And, you know, why are black women out of control at this point in time? 
and uh, he, and again, he. This is what he'll harp on with, but what really kind of nullifies his whole argument is when women would bring up, well, who's raising these these women? Because he would also still go on to, oh, well, black these black mothers were raising their kids to be so independent, and you know that they don't need a man, and um, you know, and that you know they can. Uh, pretty much live without men and all of this stuff. Um, where his argument kind of just falls apart is where you go to the fact of, okay, well, where was the black father in this? Because he's... Listen, I and I get where the point of view that he's trying to go with this is that, you know, black men, you know, get berated so much on like 90s tv and there was always about you know what was wrong with us and how you know we were always fucking up and cheating and all of this shit getting locked up all of that um but there was there's never anything to hold women accountable so that was really like one thing he really liked to do like a lot almost overboard in a way because it would make his arguments so imbalanced that the moment you actually start bringing that balance to him, he just couldn't really accept it. He would really try to shut you down or just like take a, or at least veer off somewhere on something that you might've said and, and make it just about that rather than the point that you're making in the fact that, you know, as black men, we hold a responsibility as well to, uh, to maintain that household and, and to, and to uh, raise those children to have better values because the, you know, what it comes down to it, you know, when it, when it comes down to men and women, the first example of the opposite sex is our parents. So if we see that our parents are on some bullshit, we're already going to have a perception of that particular sex in a negative light already. So whenever you bring that up, he just can't seem to really accept it. Or even when, you know, I think he even does but he just doesn't like maybe even saying it publicly. I don't know. There's a lot of times where I just got that vibe from him where it's just, he, he just really did not like you bringing that particular part up. Um, so that's one issue I had with him. The second that I had with him is that it feels like his overall message was uh, coming from a, almost coming from a, conservative Republican point of view. Um, Cause he would tell you, you know, he would tell like, like men advice, like, um, you know, straight, you know, straighten yourself up, which is obviously, this is like really brain dead advice, by the way, there was the other thing that kind of bugged me about him. I, if anything, I could say maybe a third is this is a really common advice really seemed so profound in this fucking uh, genre of YouTube content, which is just kind of just bugged me. It's like, bro, you didn't, you needed this guy to tell you to wash your ass <laughs> type of thing. Um, but he, uh, like the, the overall, it's really hard to put in the real words here, but it seemed like it was more of a message to almost turn black men who are already leaning conservative to like lean even more into it almost to the point where it's almost like you're trying to cultivate a bunch of Republicans in a way. Now I know that sounds a bit conspiracy theorist X files ish, 
I know, I get it, but it for me it seemed almost like a operative type of situation where he's almost trying to lead an army of men to join the Republican Party, <laughs> which just I mean it just didn't seem right. Thomas Sowell was all uh, a reference he consistently uh, made and someone he referred to quite often. Um, and in this whole group, really, because again, this is what you would call like the manosphere red pill type of content, specifically the black manosphere, because manosphere and black manosphere, it's, uh, it's obviously different because of the race, but also the types of concerns that black men have with the opposite sex are a lot different than what, you know, say you're, you're white or um, maybe even Asian uh, counterparts would. So, so it's very different. Um, and at least in the black manosphere, it seems that <clears throat> we almost, they almost like to take uh, pride in the shock value of consistently shitting on black people where... Uh, I'm not going to say his name, but even one of his minions uh, kind of now goes on to just say that black culture is trash and will just rip black people endlessly. And, you know, obviously when you push him on the argument that, you know, you're, you know, obviously it's not trash, but what, what he ends up, this particular person is talking about is more like hip hop culture is trash, which, you know, he always has to break it down rather than, you know, accepting the general statement, which obviously is uh, going to cause some some ruckus and, and some commotion about it. But but that's what I mean. It's, it's just that this is now where we're at. We're in the shock jock value of just shitting on black people um, to do what really in the end, you know? So if it, that's for me, it just seemed like it was really just trying to, just a way to just make a bunch of Republican voters for the most part. And you guys know me, man. I'm, I'm apolitical. Um, fuck both these parties. There's not any of them that actually give a fuck about you. Um, and they all have the same uh, elitist that they fucking bow to. So there's, there really isn't a preferred option when it comes to these two. So any point in time when it comes to you know, trying to push uh, a group of people to red side or blue side, I'm always going to point it out that they're both fucking shit. So, um, yeah. But in the end, rest in peace to Kevin Samuels. I'm sure his family's definitely hurting, but you know they're taken care of now with that fucking uh, residual money that he's probably banking off of right now with uh, some of the content that's still up. There's still, like, some videos... Uh, you know, million plus views on a lot of the older videos, especially like the the popular ones. So those are now kind of going up too. Um, so yeah, R.I.P. to that guy. All right, let's go into the news drop. All right, so Ukraine and January six are the topics for discussion today. Um, Ukraine invasion obviously had took place back in March, so a lot has taken place really, um, even since then. Uh, at the beginning of this, it was 
stand with Ukraine, give them all of our money, let's, you know, let them have my house, bring the refugees over here. They can even have my wife. Now, that would obviously be a joke if it wasn't already fucking, at least if it didn't already fucking happen. Uh, this was the case uh, for a UK couple. Uh, let me just make sure I got the name right here. Uh, Tony Garnett and his wife Lorna uh, had took in a refugee, Sophia Carcadam. I might be saying that wrong, but who cares? Um, where they took in this, <laughs> they took in this refugee, and the husband ran off with the refugee, um, and pretty much breaking the home uh, for for this particular UK couple. So, like I said, I wish that was a joke. Unfortunately, this shit is happening. Um, and truthfully, the the amount of support, just uh, blind support that keeps going into Ukraine is is infuriating for a couple of reasons. For one, it's you know it's like, well, who the fuck is Ukraine? Why do you care? This conference between a neighboring country that they have a very long history with, which means it's too complicated for us to even try to pick a side out of. But of course we're going to try to because of course it's, it, it's, it's Vladimir Putin, so we have to be against him. And the other is, where is this support for your actual fellow American who's getting killed by public servants on the regular. Some of the, some, it's funny when it comes to this standing with the Ukraine crowd, because some of them are the ones that will have a Black Lives Matter sign in their yard. Um, but of course, these are the latte liberals, the boutique left. These are the ones who are really only in it superficially. You know, they don't really give a shit about actually getting something uh, you know, in legislation to stop and help these uh, black people, black and brown people. But, you know, it makes me look good to, <laughs> I, you know, I get vindication on looking like a good person. That, that's what these type of people are. Then there's the other ones who would never even think about uh, putting a Black Lives Matter sign in the yard. As a matter of fact, they want to hang Kaepernick for even taking the knee in the first place, even though a veteran told him to do it as a way to respect the uh, national anthem. They would never fucking do it, but all of a sudden, there's, there's, hey, finally, there's some white people suffering that I can support. Is that what this is? It's like, all right, well, finally, there's, there's a, a press group that I can actually support. They treat this shit like sports, don't they? <laughs> so, they couldn't give a shit about their neighbor getting shot in the face, but some o Olga, Olga Karskanovchenko, because I'm making up Ukrainian names, it's not real, you know, she's she's suffering in her in her kitchen or whatever. She might skip dinner tonight, so we have to feel, you know, worse for her than your average American, or than just Trayvon Martin getting shot just for literally going to get a snack at night. So, and and also the quickness, guys. Guys, the quickness that they fucking just bought into this shit. No one questioned a fucking thing at all. 
and just bought right into it. That's what pisses me off more than anything. Is that you guys didn't even raise a fucking question at all. It was just, oh, got to do it. Oh, I got told to, so let's do it. And there's so many people of that. So any anytime you see people who have like the Ukrainian flag in their in their Twitter description or hanging in their yard or anything like that, that just lets me know it's like you don't think for yourself at all. Like you get told what to do. As a matter of fact, if it if it wasn't for the news, you probably wouldn't even know how to put on your pants. Or you wouldn't put on your pants at all, right? <laughs> all they literally need to do is just put one bit of of anything, instruction, whatever, fall in line. And, and it's funny, this country talks about being so patriotic and freedom and yeah, rebels. But you guys are some of the most complicit people on the fucking face of the earth. Easily. So, with this whole Ukraine situation, Vladimir uh, Putin and Vladimir Zelensky kind of face off, where... Essentially, let me just break it down to this. Let me let me just break it down to um, what I know of the war here. So, there are ethnic Russians in Ukraine, which would be very understanding. Again, former Soviet Union country, bordering Russia itself, totally to be expected. Now, there's an ideology battle going on in this country where they're trying to really figure out, are they pro-East or are they pro-West? Pro-East meaning Russia, pro-West being United States of America and all their friends. And part of, unfortunately, and it's very unfortunate, and I'm sure there's some form of, uh, you know, and I'm sure it's, it's a very complex uh, situation, obviously, but... Unfortunately, the pro-West side has a lot of nationalists in it, meaning Nazis. Yes, there are Nazis in this freaking group, and I think they're only using this more as opportunists because they know that the West hates Putin, absolutely hate him, and will literally do anything to make him, will say anything and do anything to make him look bad. Um, and, and the thing is, they really don't need to. I mean, he's, he's, he is a popular figure in Russia, but there's things that people don't like that he necessarily does. And there's things that they're not like, even just in general that you, um, just see on, you know, on face value with him. Um, but again, these are Nazis that are very op, uh, opportunistic in this crisis where, they're going to, you know, make their suffering either more than really what it is um, and then just fake the whole democracy thing. Because that's another thing that uh, we're seeing in, in in the media now is kind of, and, and it's true with this whole January 6th thing as well, is that they will use the term democracy just as a leverage point for them to just say, hey, look, I need you, I need to do this and you need to be on board is essentially really what. Anytime the term democracy comes up, it's like, look, we just need to fucking do it. Because I said so. That's pretty much it. it it's it's the, uh, the government's way of saying because I said so. And, uh, 
yeah, so they're going to ride with that. They're going to say, oh, they're killing civilians. Oh, they're killing all of these people. Oh, look at this. Look at the war crimes. But we're literally seeing worse war crimes done by Ukrainian soldiers. This is being reported. Uh, Patrick Lancaster, if you guys should follow him. Uh, Jackson Hinkle is another one that does this type of reporting. And and it's more against the grain reporting that a lot of you guys should probably start following. Um, because remember, <clears throat> it wasn't just Bush that lied about weapons of mass destruction. He had help. He had a PR team, and it was called the News, New York Times, Washington Post, MSNBC, CNN. These were all people who were pretty much part of that big lie. So with that history, they should never be the ones that have the illusion of of truth and that's un- and that's the unfortunate thing that we will find ourselves in um, is that because it was said on CNN it automatically gets more validity than a guy doing the reporting on the ground himself no no network affiliation at all so their word is always going to for some reason trump it Trump, Trump, the uh, reporter, uh, and you know, in society's eyes, and it's 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 just fucked up, but it's just the way it is right now. And uh, listen, the fact that Zelensky could try to heartthrob his way, or in it, and it did work for a moment, where he could heartthrob his way into support, was another thing. It's just like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? And now he's like overdoing it where he's fucking wearing this uh, green fatigue t-shirt everywhere. Everywhere. Meeting fucking high-ranking people in U.S. government and and, and the Pentagon. Showing up everywhere on a fucking t-shirt. It's pissing me off. Just just that alone is pissing me off. Oh, man. All right. Um, Anyway, so so t-shirt president... Um, gets all the sympathy here and so much so that he's gotten at least, you know, cause we just signed 40 billion over to this fucking country in aid. Of course, while we're in the midst of a fucking economic crisis, just lets you know that that argument of where will the money come from when it comes to social service is a bullshit, uh, talking point and argument. Because in the end, there will always be money for it if we care. And the fact that no Republican even raised any questions, too. They're always the ones who are talking about fiscal responsibility. Again, every day that goes by in this country, the veil falls lower and lower and lower. And almost to the point where... I'm asking folks on almost on a daily. It's like, what else do you need to see? Is it not evident now? Is it making sense to you now? And guys, I know it's a it's a theme on this show. I feel like every every episode is comes down to both of these parties don't give a fuck about you. But it it just almost has to be said on an everyday basis. Um, now back on this whole Ukraine situation, the way we just handle it. I already mentioned we 
just handed over $40 million, and that's already on top of the uh, $11 billion that we had handed out beforehand. What the fuck are we doing? Because at this point, we are. this is all to pretty much help keep the conflict going. They're now deterring pretty much any opportunity in meetings when it comes to uh, Putin and Zelensky to have uh, peace meetings. We're almost de- we're deterring that. This is what I mean. It was it's not even really for the good. It's only just to hurt Russia and Putin. And re- and really, what they're just trying to do is get Russia in such a bad spot. Not Ru- not Putin, but Russians. In such a bad spot that they end up resenting Putin in the end. That's what it is. So that's why when you see these stupid things like Russian athletes banned from whatever tournament. Russian athletes can't go uh, to participate in the World Cup. Or Nike is removing removing their branding from uh, Russian uh, uniforms. This... Obviously, if you're trying to do something to help a conflict or uh, suffering people, these aren't the types of things that you would do in that situation. All you're doing is pissing off innocent Russians who have no say in the matter, who's even if they did uh, oppose it, couldn't do anything about it. They, they, they couldn't do anything about the Ukrainian conflict. So you're only pissing them off. And again, their hopes is to create resentment toward Putin. But really, all it does is valid, uh, validate Putin's argument to them. Putin tells these people, you know what? The West fucking hate you. Why do you want to be like them? They don't give a fuck about you. They'd rather actually have you suffer just to make the fucking point. And the Russian people see that. They understand that. So this whole, oh, if we deter them from doing this, maybe they'll do the right thing and step up to their government. No. That's not working. And that's not really how it's going to work. So all of this is just handled so poorly. The sanctions that are being thrown on this country as if they weren't already operating in some forms. That's the other thing, too. Sanctions don't fucking work. They don't. The countries that we continuously sanction have already built it in their economy to expect sanctions. So they work around them. Cuba is an excellent example of this. Like, their, their economy is based on expecting sanctions. So, and again, when it comes to Putin and, and, and the handling of this, they're, of course, trying to alienate him from the rest of the world and any type of business dealings. But guess what? With all these sanctions and these uh, business deals that are being uh, being ripped up, guess who's suffering out of that? Surprise, it's not fucking Russians. As a matter of fact, the ruble has gone up. It's hitting seven-year fucking highs right now. Exports are have increased 55% for them. Meanwhile, our allies in the UK are reporting 9.1% uh, in inflation just in May. Canada, 77 
Germany, 7.9. These are all record highs for this country. I, I was trying to find ours, and I, and I, I came across ours a, a few weeks back, but I remember it just being so fucking bad. I think it was along the lines uh, of some of these other countries. But even just the cost of living, everything is so fucking expensive. Gas is through the roof. Fucking food is through the roof. Just like, like you would think that we were the ones who got shank sanctioned. So this, all of this was this, this moral chest thump. What was it for? You did it for what? Because right now you look really fucking foolish for doing all of that. Or at least anyone who was, who was, you know, doing the stand with Ukraine thing. You look like a fucking moron right now. Sorry, not sorry. And I mentioned scaring people. Um, that's what January 6th hearings have pretty much been for the for the most part. Now we're going to move on to that. Uh, portion of the topic today. The hearing started last week where pretty much what we're going to relive the insurrection uh, that had took place, or the failed coup, as I like to call it. Um, what are Democrats going to learn? Huh? The House committee has an approval rating of 51%. So their legitimacy is only liked by half the people in this country. And the number of viewers that they had for this first trial, because this was the biggest one, 20 million viewers. 20 million viewers. Now, that probably sounds like a lot, right? What they don't mention is that that's shared over a dozen networks. So a dozen networks lumped together summed up a total of 20 million views. That goes down to 10 million views in just two days following after that. So they're precipitously falling down in ratings. And uh, the fa and let's actually just go back to that 20 million uh, number, by the way. In terms of Registered voters in this country, that is fractional when it, when it comes down to the number of eyes that you want to watch. 20 million may seem like a lot, but when I tell you that there's over 200 million registered voters in this country, and I, and you, and I tell you then there's 20 million voters or 20 million people that watch this, you got to also account that a lot of those, maybe some of those viewers weren't even registered. It doesn't really seem like a lot. And also not to mention that there were over a dozen networks that it was viewed. Not really hitting the way, you know, some of these news anchors like to pretend it, it is. And they only make it out this way is because they spent the time and doing their hair really nicely and putting on extra makeup so they can do this at nighttime, have primetime coverage of a failed insurrection that 
really no one cares about like we get it it was bad it was wild it was kind of it, it was wild to see happen at you know on the day that it took place but after that we fucking got over it, it was it's old news why are, again i asked the question why do we care at this point and it really just seems like democrats are trying to do two things I'm trying one to make sure uh, at least as a last-ditch effort to try to find a way to prosecute Trump in some form of way where he doesn't run again because they are frightened that he will. And he's seeming seeming like he probably will. Why would that be such a problem? I mean, Biden won last time. Why would that be such an issue? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's because disapproval ratings for Joe Biden is at 58%. And it's... His approval rating's been at, what, in high 30s at best since he's been in office. And also inflation at record highs and, you know, cost of living record highs. So not much really to boast about, right? And that's really what this is all about. It's just another way to... Try to punish Republicans for what we already know about them. Complicit in the fucking insurrection that took place. The other thing that they are, they're all trying to do as well, they're trying to get you to feel bad about these officers that were, you know, that were there, um, who, were, who were the heroes at, at Capitol Hill. Let's get this right. A lot of them were in on it. A lot of them you saw in videos all over Twitter, where they pretty much just let these motherfuckers just go in. A lot of them were taking place, or a lot of them were, were, were taking part in some of the fucking bullshit. And we all know that they were, at least now, that they were deliberately uh, low staffed for that day. So internally, they already are super, uh, they're pro-MAGA. So... Shouldn't the investigations really be taking part to the Capitol Police rather than, what, Donald Trump, his cabinet, staff? That's just an idea to me. That's what I think that maybe, out of anything that needs to be a a hearing on, is the actual police that were, uh, you know, scheduled to... Well, not even scheduled to, but to the lack of preparation by the police at that point in time. Because we all know how that would look like if uh, even just it was a Juneteenth celebration. We already know what that would look like. So, yes, Democrats are sucking so horribly that they're trying to relive shit that happened two years ago to remind folks that, you remember, it got really bad and if you let Trump in, this could happen. On a side note, guys, I'm going to just give you the street guy's perspective on this. Your average, everyday, working-class guy. Not one who's a political junkie, always in the you know Twitter mentions and shit like that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it a buck with you guys. A lot of people view the insurrection with envy. I say that because the street dude... Who sees that one just thinks it's funny? They just thought it. We 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 just thought it was funny 
to see these goofballs like breaching fucking security and actually being allowed to do it. Where it stops getting funny is that they had a fake reason to to be upset and actually still carried something like that out. They still felt felt some type of pain to let it be known to the public services that you can't take this away from us. This being a fucking bullshit-ass presidency, but nonetheless. Here you actually have black folks and just in general uh, just oppressed and working-class groups who are getting fucked over on the daily where these people don't fucking care. They'll steal your vote out of it. And and again, still not still do nothing. They'll get your vote and do nothing after making the promise literally two minutes ago. <laughs> but you know, we just take it. You know, we we peace uh, we peacefully march. We sing songs, get our ass kicked, come back in two weeks to do it again. So a lot of folks who are saying, you know what, fuck all of that singing shit. Why weren't we on the steps like they did, you know, in 2020? Why didn't the White House burn down in 2020 instead of a precinct? Which was also kind of based, but nonetheless. That's what they're thinking. They're thinking, you know what? They had a bullshit reason to be up there, but at least they were up there for something they believe. We're over here on the daily getting our asses kicked getting killed and and we and we just move on like like it's nothing that's where the envy comes out of because if anybody shouldn't should have been uh riding the capital it should have been black folks i'm just gonna say it i know that's not gonna be welcomed in a lot of in a lot of spaces but i i'm just keeping it a buck with you guys that's the truth and, uh, yeah, I just think that there, sh- there should be something to, to say about that. And, and, they're, and they're probably right. Oh, man, guys, I'm just now looking at the freaking time here. We've been going in uh, well over an hour uh, with no real breaks, actually. Um, there's no real ad breaks, by the way, guys. Um, now we're kind of going to put this to an end um usually there's some type of sponsor or whatever to um provide like halfway through the podcast here um but i'm just gonna let this be probably the first one i'll do without any advertisement um and then probably the next podcast we'll go ahead and add them back but uh usually they'll give us like some type of cause or whatever to um you know, to advertise, but, you know, I'm not doing any of the, the fucking voter registration shit anymore. Um, and yeah, probably just the, what was it, what was it, the, um, Anchor, yeah, Anchor app advertisement that we usually did, so yeah, we'll stick, we'll stick with that. Um, yeah, guys, it, it, it's been long, (laughs) it's been long, um, but it's really good to be back doing this again. 
Um, and yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of now talked out a little bit. I don't even know what the fuck I'm even saying anymore. But I do know we're saying goodbye. And that we'll see you next week. Uh, again, thanks for listening. You guys know the socials. G.LA on Instagram. George Dampier on Facebook. And Georgie Dampier on Twitter. Uh, just reach out. And I will likely reply promptly. Uh, again, guys, enjoy your week. And talk to you next week. Peace.